pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, potential. 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 Jesus House for All Nations. This message has been recorded live at Jesus House for All Nations. God bless you. Ladies and gentlemen, it is day 17. Hasn't God been good? You guys don't sound like God has been good. Hasn't God been good? The grace has been amazing. So can we just celebrate God for a few more seconds? We don't take his grace for granted. We just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you to our God. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated in the wonderful presence of God. You know, every day in this last, well, 16, today is day 17. Every day this last 16 days has been amazing. Each having its unique twists and turns as we have pursued God, as we've waited on God. And every day we keep hearing testimonies. You know, my prayer is that every single one of us will have a testimony before the end of this pursuit of God. It's just the way of God. Having sacrificed in the way that has instructed us, uh, it's, it's just like a good God to ensure that he deposits something in each person's life. And everyone will testify of an overflow in every single area. You know, this is the last week. I want to encourage you. Let's give it all that, that we have. Uh, as we just spend on God and for God in prayer particularly. You know, I, I, I was thinking that every time I go into the chapel during the uh, 24-7 prayers, I'm just amazed at the fervency. People that are gathered just praying day and night. You come in the middle of the night, people are praying. And just want to encourage you, if you haven't been part of that prayer, please plug in. Just so God hears your voice as part of this chain of prayers that we've been raising to him. And as we've read, God has heard our voice in Jesus' name. Amen. And then please uh, don't forget the daily declarations. I hope everyone gets the daily declarations now. Does everybody get it? If, if, you, if you still don't get it, can you go to the front of house afterwards? Morenke, if we arrange for if you still don't get the daily declarations, just be a part of what God is saying and speaking into our lives to encourage us. Amen. And so, ladies and gentlemen, we are just grateful for all the servants that he has used over the last two weeks. Um, each day, like I said, has been an immense blessing. And grateful for this last leg, um, grateful for his son that he constantly uses to usher us into the last leg of our pursuit of God um, uh, meetings. Wasn't yesterday a revelation, ladies and gentlemen? Wasn't that inspirational? Doesn't it give you a new picture of what revival is going to be, do, going to be like? And so as we go into day 17, I'd like you to welcome him as we often do. Um, the video intro will play again, and then I'd like you to please all rise up as we welcome uh, Dr. Okeo Nuzo. Okay. 
Dr. Oke Onuzo is a consultant nephrologist and the pioneer physician of the first private dialysis center in Nigeria. Since receiving an apostolic calling in teaching and prophetic ministries, he has seen the Holy Spirit expand his ministry to touch lives all over the world. Dr. Onuzo is a renowned conference and seminar speaker. He is also the associate pastor of the National Headquarters Church of the Foursquare Gospel Church in Nigeria. We are privileged to have him here with us today. Please rise and give a warm welcome to Dr. Oke Onuzo. Someone praise the Lord. Blessed be God. Yes, we give God all the praise. I'm uh, a little bit excited because when um, the, the reflections come and the prayer comes and it's already in your note, <laughs> then you know the Spirit is actually speaking. Amen. You know, I, I want to, um, before we take the hymn, I, I want to show you something. You know, in um, John chapter 16, because she was talking about um, John chapter 17, verse 23. But look at John chapter 16, verse 26. He says, in that day, you will ask in my name. And I do not say to you that I shall pray the Father for you. Jesus is saying, when you and I enter into the family, I'm not going to be praying for you. And the reason is in the next verse. For the Father himself loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came forth from him. Simple way to guarantee that your prayers and my prayers will go through. Because we love Jesus, and we believe that he is truly the living word of God. And, and then in verse 23, 17, chapter 17, verse um, 23, or 22 and 23, says, And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that you have sent me. And then the last one, that you have loved them as you have loved me. When we pray in Nigeria, we make this a foundation of our authority, that God loves me the same way he loves Jesus. So I can feel confident in accessing the throne of grace. I can come into his presence the way Jesus would come into his presence because he loves me just the same way he loves his son. Can somebody say amen to that? Yeah. Okay, let, let's take this song. Since Jesus came into my heart, Since Jesus came into my heart 
we are so grateful that the entrance of the light that is in Jesus transformed our lives. And we have been translated from death unto life. And we have been moved from the children of darkness to become children of light. We worship you, O God. We give you praise and glory. And Lord, we ask that tonight you will open our eyes to the awesome powers and responsibilities inherent on our calling, that we will become co-builders with you of a united kingdom under God. For in Jesus' precious name we pray. And all the people said, Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much, choir. Calling forth the things that be not as though they are calling forth a new united kingdom under God. This is God's method of restructuring and redirecting destinies of men and nations. He called Abraham the father of many nations when he did not even have a, one son. By so doing, he brought into a place and caused to exist in the spiritual realm Abraham's 
experiential antecedents and that of his descendants. He ordered it and secured it with the overflow of his spirit to bring it to pass in due time. The Bible revealed to us that God's method is to exercise faith in himself and create in the invisible realm what will come to be in time in the visible. This is an eternal principle which every child of God must understand and practice calling forth the things that be not as though they are. And that's from Romans chapter 4 verse 17. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. In the presence of him whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Notice that it is God who gives life to the dead. So a nation may be morally and spiritually bankrupt, dead or dying. It may be political, politically and culturally confused. It may be facing economic downturn, beset by diverse uncertainties. But we know that life originated from the spiritual because in the beginning there was nothing until God spoke. And God is spirit. So everything came from the spiritual. Okay. Therefore, reconstruction of nations, their lives and destinies must also come from the spiritual. In every such nation that desires a new birth, there must exist in them citizens and nationals who have faith in God. You know? Who can look at the realities and say, because God lives, it will be. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Through God and the Holy Spirit, they will construct a new nation in the invisible realm and call it forth into the visible realm by the authority of the living word. And that's why you see, in creation, the Bible says in the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And then God said, let there be. That is the unity of the Trinity. The Spirit of God was upon the face of the deep. And that's why the Bible says in, in John chapter 1, there is nothing that was created without him. Because he is the living word that brings the invisible and translates it to the visible. Yes, by the living word. It is the word that is the tool for incarnation. Ezekiel um, um, told us something about spiritual builders of a new nation. You know, because every individual must have a sense of responsibility towards this so that you can engage fully with expectation. Ezekiel 37 is familiar, and I will go very quickly through some of it. He said to me, son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, oh Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, 
O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied. I spoke as I was ordered to do. And as I spoke, what happened? The spirit began to move upon the dead bones. That is it. You see? He didn't say, ah, son of man, uh, I will make you a surgeon. And I will give you fingers, nails, tendons. No, he didn't say that. That would be tedious. Because in a year, you probably have done only two people. <laughs> He said, son of man, I know what I want to do. I need you as partner. Speak, and then I will do it. Isn't that amazing? And so everybody needs to understand their significance in the divine scheme of things. Don't count yourself out. What you say to God matters. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, skin covered them over, there was no breath in them. Okay? So they've come in, gotten to that stage. And so he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on this slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly uh, great army. One of the things that the Holy Spirit taught us as we began to pray for Nigeria is to come first before the Lord and ask to be cleansed by the blood of Jesus. You know why that is necessary? David himself said in Psalm 19, who can understand all his errors. Cleanse thou me from what? Secret faults. Yes. So now when we have cleansed ourselves, whether you know or you don't know, okay? Whether, when you have cleansed yourself in the blood of Jesus, then we go to John chapter 6, verse 63. And what does it say? Jesus said, the, 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 the words that I speak to you, they are what? Spirit. And then you put your hand on your mouth. Lord, touch this my mouth. Anoint it by your spirit. That the words I shall speak now shall be what? Spirit and life. Spirit and life. We don't take anything for granted. We don't as presume anything. No, we act in accordance with the word. So that when we are done, we are confident that we have, we have done something effective. We've done something effective. We did it according to the word. According to the word of God. Okay? That's why we say that prophecy is a word quickened by the Holy Spirit. To establish the purposes of God in time. You see? When the Spirit said speak, it's so that the purposes of God in time will come to pass. The hand of the Lord brought the prophet by the valley of dry bones, representing a people who are morally and spiritually dead. 
and so have been beset with political and natural and national identity problems. The way out of their situation was to breathe life into them in the spiritual so they can function in the natural. You see? So you don't begin to wonder the complexity of the whole thing, the, 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 the host of opposition. No. See, because when it comes, when the anointing comes, anything that resists it will be swept away. It will be swept away. And the scripture said in Ezekiel 37, 11, Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And the same way you prophesy to the United Kingdom. All of you confused, all of you morally and spiritually dead. Thus says the Lord, the Spirit will give you life. Amen. I didn't hear that, amen. amen. This is what it's about. Bringing life by the Spirit. And, and just watching it come through. The impossible becoming possible. And so, when you and I are walking daily in the overflow anointing, and, and don't, don't um, uh, um, turn the process of receiving the overflow into something mystical. No, it's by faith. And you know, the simplicity of faith is in Mark chapter eleven twenty four. 24. He said, what things soever you desire, when you pray, when you are praying, that's when you should what? Believe that you have what? Received. And then you will have. I sense I lack anointing. Oh, Lord, my God. Touch me by your spirit now to overflowing. Lord, I thank you I have received. The overflowing uh, anointing. That is it. And I step out and begin to walk in it. It is not complicated. It is not. It is not at all. You see, don't think that, uh, oh, it's only uh, when I'm in church or when I'm in the um, uh, special prayer meeting. Or, no, 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 no. 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 It's simple. It's by faith. Is by those who desire to see the purposes of God established. And that's why sometimes, you know, when, when you come to these prayers, you are like, Lord, you are the one going to answer this prayer. So I want you to tell me what to say so that I can connect to what you want to do. That's what we call prayer before the prayer. You know. Please tell me. And that's why sometimes he takes you to scriptures that you've never seen, you've never noticed before, even if you have read them. And immediately you open that book, you know he took you there. Because you see how it, it fits into uh, the burden in your heart. And then you pray that scripture. You know, sometimes the, the, the amazing thing about our relationship with God is that 
You can pray one prayer a hundred times. God has given me a scripture to pray. And he said to me, pray it ten times a day for ten days. You know, I had to keep a counter. Oh, yes. I had to keep a counter to make sure that I pray it ten times a day for ten, day, for ten days. Because, you see, he's the one who knows what he wants to do. And he's telling you the input you need to make so that he can do what he wants to do. And that's why, you see, the, the smallest saint who understands how to walk with God, he can hold the whole place hostage. Yes. Can hold the whole place hostage. And every device, every plan of the devil, the spirit will say, pull this down, cancel this. One, one sentence, one, one sentence. Why is it one, one sentence? Because the spirit is the one saying it. You say, do it this, do it this way, do it this way, do it this way. And then you finish, you get up, you watch. Ah, everybody's quiet. Yes. That's what Jesus said. Go to Jerusalem, man. Go to Jerusalem. I can't go. I don't have my marching uh, orders. No. The Bible says in the middle of the feast, he comes in secretly and quietly. But then he appears in the temple and starts teaching. And nobody can raise a finger. Why? Heaven has deployed. They can't raise a finger because if you raise a finger, they'll just hold you through. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. You know, the simplicity of what we are called to do and the capacity of each saint, no matter what level of faith, just trust God and follow the, the word of God the way it has taught us and discover to your greatest amazement that God answers prayers. Yes, he does. He does. And that's why we construct the, the visible in the invisible. You see? And so we, we are not worried if things are not changing immediately because we are building it in the invisible and, and watching and expecting. And then, you see, that's why you pray that prayer. What should I pray today? I want to connect to a specific construction. What will I pray today? So that prayer is not some religious thing. No, it's a dynamic partnership. And you can pray it lying on your bed. You can pray it in the bathroom. You can pray it cooking in the kitchen. You can pray it anywhere connected with God and to his purposes on earth. We construct by the tools made available to us by God to cause the spiritual to invade the natural. The Holy Spirit is our architect and site engineer. The moment we mention a new united kingdom in the hand of the Lord, he knows exactly what that means. You see? I don't have to go and be defending, Lord, this is really what I mean. No. I say I need a new united kingdom under God's control. The Holy Spirit knows what that means. Okay? He knows the, the, the way it will come about. He knows the shape it will take. And the shortest possible time frame to bring it to pass. But then we must bring ourselves in the pursuit of it 
persistent passion for it. You know, you know how it is, you know, you know, that's somebody that uh, has a need in the church and uh, maybe they're, they're about to throw them out. They can't pay their rent. And then they come to the pastor in between services. Pastor, I really have a, an important uh, problem I want to share with you. It's okay. Uh, uh, see me after the second service. He doesn't show up. And then pastor calls a, a, a dog or one of them. What about that fellow that said he wanted to see me? We can't find him. Okay, he's forgotten his need. So why should I remember it? Yes. Yes. That's why passion is very important in prayer. Because that's what shows that you really want to see this thing happen. Yes. Yes. You really want to see it happen. And the reason why you want to see it happen is because you know and believe that it can happen if God intervenes. You don't just say it for religious things. No, you know. You've seen things come through. And that's why uh, James, you know, he told us, and we say it repeatedly, Elijah is a man like who? Like us. Yes. He's a man like us. And the Bible says he saw idolatry. He saw wickedness. He saw evil in Israel. And he went to God and said, I cannot watch this any longer. I don't know how you can. You know, that's the way you pray. They'll say, oh, yeah, come. Come. <laughs> you know, I tell people that you can bang so hard on the gates of heaven. They'll tell Michael, go and answer him before you push down the gate. <laughs> You know, when Elijah prayed like that, you know, Habakkuk said, I can't understand how you can watch evil and let a, a, a wicked people destroy people who are more righteous than them. It's a protest prayer. How can wicked people be destroying people who are more righteous than them and you're watching it? No. And you know, in, in Isaiah, the Bible says, bring your case. Abby? Yeah, bring your case. And you bring your case. You bring your case. Because God listens to arguments. That's why when Abraham said, uh -uh, how can you destroy the righteous with the wicked? Far be it from you, the king of all the earth should do what is right. If you find 50 righteous people, won't you spare the place? And God said, ah, Abraham, I will spare the place. That is it. Bring your case. If you're strong enough, you win. And that's why they gave us the example of Elijah, because he, he, he stood everybody down. You know, he took the whole nation captive, locked up the heavens, and put the key where? In his pocket. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. After they'd ridiculed him as a crazy man, <laughs> six months later, they were looking for him. Uh, uh, yes, so, because the key to that rain is, uh, yes, in his pocket. And, and, and that's why um, after that um, uh, encounter in Mount Carmel, 
he said to Ahab, nothing is true, you know. He said, it's time for you to run back home because I can hear the sound of what? Abundance of rain. That's not in anywhere. But he's already seen it in the spiritual. That is it. He's seen it in the spiritual. I can hear with my spiritual ears the sound of abundance of rain. And then he kneels before the Lord. That which I have seen in the spiritual, I want to see it in the natural. Yes. Because he knows that God answers prayers. He knows that God answers prayers. He knows that God works with his people to bring about his own purposes. And that's the confidence. Okay? And that's why the scripture said, you know and I know that the effective, that the effective fervent prayer, what did he say? The, the fervent prayer of a righteous man. You see, now when you use different translations, that's how you get confused. You can't be quoting correctly again. But anyway, so the fervent prayer, passion, the fervent prayer of a righteous man is very effective. Is very, very effective. Okay. So, is there anything we know of this process? Because, you see, Sometimes learning a little bit of the process encourages uh, uh, perseverance. You know, if you know how something works, it might help you to really participate. Okay? And that's why I want us to go to Revelation chapter 5, verse 8. Now, when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign, where? On the earth. We shall reign on the earth and so have our opportunity to train on the method of how the spiritual rules the natural. You see, when Jesus comes, it will be totally different, okay? We will be regents under him and, and then we will be able to enforce the purposes of God no longer by persuasion, but by what? By force, he shall rule the world with a rod of uh, iron. But while we await the millennium, we have to learn how to rule. We have to learn how to rule here. Not, not watch things, you know, go on. Without, you know, and I've told you here before, that you can come to a community and say to the chief, chief, oh, there are a lot of thieves in this community. And the chief says, ah, now so I see him. Me too, I'm even worrying. There's so many thieves, thieves everywhere. That is the chief. 
You know, that, that, that is the way many people treat authority. And everywhere you give a man power who doesn't understand what it's about, it's a tragedy. That's why the army has been ruling Nigeria. Civilians don't know how to use power. Give a man who understands power, you know, you come and say something he doesn't like. As you're going home, the letter sucking you is following you. <laughs> you saw, you saw Basanjo do it now. Uh, 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 that the chief of army staff complained and said that um, the Americans were trying to say something. Before he reached his office, they've sacked him. Oh yes, he retired them. You know, it happened in America. An Air Force general in said in California that if the uh, Gulf War starts, they will just they will just erase the place. Bush was president. Bush senior, he was sacked flat dead immediately. That nobody authorized him to speak on behalf of the state. Sacked him immediately. But if you give the same situation to somebody who doesn't understand power, he said, "Now call him. Let us find out whether he drunk." And then the next day, another general will go another place and be talking uh, anyhow. Yes, there are many people who don't know how to use power. The same thing. You say, but I have, they've not given me power. They have given you and I power. We are watching evil, uh, WhatsApping evil, uh, uh, discussing evil, and doing nothing uh, at all. Oh. <laughs> oh, yes, you circulate it to a thousand people, evil. <laughs> Now come and see evil. <laughs> and yet, you are a king. You are a king on earth, under God. So God wants you and I to really wake up and begin to take personal responsibility for all the things that are going on around you and I. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Now, this, the Bible says, notice the prayer collection center of heaven. Okay, and it's in um, verse 8. It said, These elders have a harp and a golden bowl full of incense, which are the prayers of who? The saints. You see? And then you can ask yourself, is my prayer in those bowls? You know, some people will go and nothing is in that bowl that connects to them. You know? But can you imagine, can you imagine if every single day a thousand Jesus house voices with deep faith and passion in their heart, they are saying to God, we need a united kingdom under God. Father, we trust you to do it for us. And it's, it's percolating. It's percolating. Every day it is percolating. It's amazing. Because what the Bible reveals about the process, the prayer answering process, is that when these prayers percolate, they are taken to God. Okay? And that's why Jesus talked about persistence. Men ought always to pray and not to what? 
There are many people who are worried about monotony. You know, because we are human beings, you know, and we live in this world where change is the only permanent thing, Abby. So they don't, imagine how they come every day, Lord, I need a, United, a new United Kingdom under God. I need a new United Kingdom. After they have prayed it for three days, it's okay, let us pray something else. But you see, Jesus said that woman, every day she comes to the house of the judge, avenge me of my uh, adversary. The man walks past, goes in. He opens the door. Avenge me of my uh, adversary. He said, this woman. He goes to bed. He wakes up in the morning. He opens the door. Avenge me. The man says, nah. <laughs> avenge, avenge her. <laughs> this woman will kill me. <laughs> avenge her, please. She will kill me. You see? And that's the power of it. That is the power of it. A thousand voices. A thousand voices. A new united kingdom in the hand of the Lord. Every day. Every day. Some three, four times a day. A new united kingdom in the hands of the Lord. Then one elder will call another. Now, what type of prayer have you get? And a new united kingdom. <laughs> My own is 50% new United Kingdom. My own is 75. That is it. You literally pressure heaven to respond. Because the Bible says that these prayers are taken to God. Okay? And then, and then, uh, 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 things began, begin to happen. Okay? And Jesus said, if God can find this kind of faith and perseverance on earth, uh -uh, he will answer them speedily. Oh, yes. Not that um, this pursuit of God, he, he got that prayer request. He got it. After um, Friday, he still got it. Sunday, he got it. But on Monday, they are moving on to other things. <laughs> By two weeks, uh, not up to ten again. Ah, that is it. And he said, those are the things that reveal that the desire is not really deep. Because God is watching everybody. He's watching everybody. But those who are, because you know the way the system works, you can push that prayer request where you'll always see it every day. And make sure that every single day, you must pray it. You know, print it out or, uh, or, 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 or produce it and hand over to people to hang on the, on the headboard of their beds. That says, have you asked for a new United Kingdom before you went to bed? Before you go to bed? Have you asked for a new United Kingdom? It, it, it doesn't work nonchalantly. I, 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 really, I really remember, uh, I always tell my wife about um, Royal Ascot and the abolition of slavery. You know the connection? Oh, you don't know the connection. 
Royal Ascot on the abolition of slavery. The day they passed that law in British Parliament here, all the people that opposed it, the people supporting the bill bought tickets to Royal Ascot. They chose the Royal Ascot day, bought tickets and gave to all the opposition to go and watch uh, the races. <laughs> and as soon as they've all gone to the races, they tabled the motion and passed it. Yes. People don't do those things nonchalantly. No, they do it strategically. They do it strategically. So when they passed it, the, the few people that are, ah, they'll go to his office, ah, it was deliberate. They make sure they are not around. Oh, yes, that's how they passed that, you know. And so you and I, you know, we, we make sure that as many, as many as possible, pray that prayer every day. Even if it's only once a day. So that the purposes of God can uh, come to pass. Because, you know, the scriptures tell us that uh, there's an answering process. Revelations 5, 8 to 10. When the Lamb had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders bowed down in front of him. Each held a harp and a gold ball full of incense, the prayers of the saints. They sang a new song. You're worthy to take the scroll and open its seals because you were slaughtered. With your blood, you purchased people for God. They are from every tribe, language, people, and nation. You made them a kingdom and priests for our God, and they will reign on the earth. First, we must note the prayer collection center of verse and picture. What happens on a daily basis, like I said, 200, 1,000, and then on Sundays, 3,000 voices calling for a new united kingdom in the hands of the Lord. Okay? These 24 elders will receive the same request daily, and then on Sunday, two services, and then the other services, maybe three to 4,000 voices in prayer for the same request. Let us pause to take in this scenario. God Almighty was ready to judge the earth. And the judgment was sealed. And then the challenge of the angel in Revelation 5. Okay. A powerful angel saying, who is worthy? You know, this is judgment. Sealed. But who is worthy to open the seal for you to open the seal? There should be nothing inside there written against you. Oh, yes. That's why the Bible says nobody was found in heaven. Nobody was found on earth. Yes, that can open that seal. Okay? Nobody was found. But then this, the angel said to John, don't cry, don't cry. The lion of the tribe of Judah, he has what? Conquered. He has prevailed. In other words, he didn't earn that right to open the seal for nothing. The Bible says he conquered. He prevailed. Hebrews chapter 4, 
verse 15. He was tempted in every way, just like we are, and yet uh, without sin. That is it. And then not only that, in that great struggle in Gethsemane, facing the horrors, physical, emotional, and spiritual, the horrors of the cross, Jesus said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto you. Can't we do it another way? Nevertheless, I'll do it whatever way you want. It was at that struggle that his complete obedience, total submission to the divine will was proven. That's why when I, uh, I ask people, I say, what do you think Jesus was most worried about when he was praying in Gethsemane? Somebody said, it is the weight of the sin. I say, okay, yes. I don't know how heavy the sin was weighing, but I know how painful the nail is. <laughs> Some people think that Jesus didn't feel any pain. I said, Jesus was flesh and blood. That thing they were nailing was painful, you know. And so, he proved his obedience. And that's why the Bible says, don't cry. He has conquered. He has obtained the authority to unlock the judgment against the world. He has. Because out of his sacrifice, he produced for God, children of God. Out of every tribe, nation, kindred, language, and tongue. Jesus died and won the victory. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Now that tells you and I that contrary to what some are saying, even in heaven, where we are clothed with the worthiness of Christ, the measure of our godliness, loyalty to God, and compliance with the divine will in our lives is very well recognized. Very well recognized. Yes, we rejoice that we made heaven, but there may still be things they will not assign to us to do because we do not have the, say, the humility, the consistent obedience in doing God's will, or the measure of the love of Christ. You know, several. That's why the Apostle Paul said, every man's work shall be tried by what? Of what quality it is. Of what quality it is. And that's why, you see, if you live your Christian life without thinking of heaven, something is fundamentally what? Yes. Nobody can live their life in a very focused way, except they're thinking about what will they say to me when they see me? How will they greet me when I appear? Will he stretch out his hand and say, well done, thou good and what? Faithful servant. Yes. Will he be delighted to see me because he saw all my struggles and how, by his grace, I resisted all manners of temptation? That's what he will be looking for. How I said no. I could have been this, I could have been that, but I said no. I would rather do what you want. I could have been there, I could have been at the other place, but I said no. That's not what you want. That's what I'm going to be looking at. 
And that's why, you see, um, as, we are, as we are here, it's very vital that uh, each one of us keep at the back of your mind what they will say to you when you arrive. Can you say amen to that? Okay? So Jesus appears and takes that stool. But now what Revelation 8 tells us is that no matter how busy heaven is, no matter, can you imagine running the entire universe and the scientists tell us that uh, the universe is limited by the power of your telescope. The day you build a, a stronger one, you will see more worlds out there. And they are co controlling all of this from heaven. But the Bible says, listen to this, my brothers and sisters. The Bible says, when God is ready to answer prayer, everything what? Stops. That tells you that prayer is powerful before God. Everything stops. And then the angel collects the prayer. And you will be glad to know that this one going to be authored. I have 1,000 prayers for a new united kingdom under God. Myself alone. I have 500. I have 200. You know? This is, how, this is what we call spiritual ambition. So that if tomorrow now, God now answers that prayer, a new united kingdom, you must you say to yourself, at least my prayer was, uh, yes, my prayer was inside there. My prayer was inside there. I was one of those who pressured heaven to move on this matter. And then the Bible says that's something that we need to understand about these answers. He says that they, 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 they offer this prayer with incense. It, it uh, ascends to the throne. Okay, so it's going to be processed. You know, that's what I say to people. Prayer is never answered unprocessed. Prayer has to be processed. So God internalizes this prayer. Now, the next thing that happens, the answer is decoded into the coals of the altar. And then the angel scoops the coal, throws it into the earth, and the Bible says there, thunder, lightning, Voices. I looked at what so many different people made of that. But the consensus is that, uh, that those thunder, voices, lightning, that they denote God's anger over evil. And so, when you keep praying for a new United Kingdom, there will be response to all the centers pillars of evil that are stopping it. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Yes. Yes. Manifestation of God's power to dethrone evil. And then there is another uh, answer to that, which we see in uh, Isaiah chapter 6, obviously. Because when Isaiah said in verse 4, Woe is me, for I am undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. And I dwell among a people of unclean lips. Then the Bible says, And a seraphim flew with coals 
from the altar. Okay. And then he brings that coal to me and touches my lips and says, your iniquity is what? Cleansed. And so part of what that fire coming down will do is to purge the iniquities of the repentant and make them channels of God's blessing. That's what we call strategic conversion. You know, Isaiah was a strategic convert. Because he says, we were all enjoying the prosperity under Uzziah until he what? Died. You know, Uzziah presided over 52 years of uninterrupted prosperity in Israel. It's amazing. And you can be sure that under such circumstances, there'll be a lot of decadence creeping in. You know. So Isaiah said, I saw that I was a man of unclean lips dwelling among a people of unclean lips. And then his iniquity was purged. And once his iniquity was purged, then he hears the call. Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then Isaiah said, here am I, send me. That is it. So you see, it is to open our eyes to the various ways that heaven responds to this kind of prayer. So that, so that when you are praying it, you have expectations. You have expectations of transformations of, of God arising over, over people and individuals, you know, and, and, and churches and and changing things. You have expectation. Why do you have expectation? You are praying for it. You know why people don't have expectation? They're not praying. How will you have expectation when you're not praying? You know. But if you are praying day and night, day and night, uh -uh, you will have expectations. And if you're not seeing anything, you go back and say, Lord, when will you answer us? Because you have been praying. But nobody, nobody who has not been praying will go and say, when will you answer us? I say, who are the us? <laughs> Is it this one five minutes that uh, you're joining in on Sunday? Is that what I will get up from heaven to come and answer? What about the rest of the time you have? Have you come before me with a burden for it? That is it. It's the same thing in Nigeria. You know, for those of you, you know, Nigeria is in, in a complete uh, 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 grapes of evil. But the people who are praying, those of us who are praying, ah, we're trusting God. Oh, yes. That's why a lot of people say, Ah, this Nigeria, they, they dance to the brink of the precipice and then they dance back. I say it's your prayer inside. So you think it's just some, uh, it's your own prayer inside that thing that is stopping that dance from going over. So nobody should, nobody should um, watch idly. Everybody is called to be a governor. And you never really know. It may be your prayer that will be the, the final trigger. And that's why nobody should count himself out. And so, um, as, we, as we really uh, face this, I want every one of us to enter into a serious commitment to really pray for this. And like I told you, 
don't, don't wait until you can pray special prayers, please. There is no such thing. I gave you my testimony of my family altar. You know, ordinary prayer. They still had it and answered. Because every day we put something in that bowl. By the time they kept uh, answering, answering, one day Michael will say, God, answer these people, I beg. <laughs> because every day they have something inside here. That is it. Well, you and I don't know the final details, but the Bible says God takes this in. God will want us to make a commitment to this, okay? Because he wants us to know that that's the way the system works. By faith we know that the worlds were created. And the things that are visible, they came from things that are what? Not visible. Yes. Yes. We know that's the way the system works. The things that are visible, they come from things that are not visible. And those are the prayers. Those are the sacrifices. Those are the obedience. You see, when you are praying, then they say, oh, are you praying for a new United Kingdom under God? You say, yes. I then start going to work on time. So ah, I live very far away. Then wake up early. Ah, then I'll be waking up at 4 o'clock. Sorry. No, please. Please don't use this one to cancel my prayer pick. It's when you are praying for something and they tell you something that you need to do to get your prayer really working, you better do it. Oh yes, that, this thing happens all the time. So in that case, stop doing this. In that case, stop saying this. In that case, stop this way, stop that one. And because you really need that answer, you stop. You stop. That's the way it works. Oh, yes. They constrain you to show, make sure that they can control you. That's what it is. Because God can't really work with people he can't control. No, can't work with people he can't control. Let us bow our heads. Because God wants us to all key into this. You know, I'm an Anglican. So, I know one song they call Tidium Laudemus. How many people know about Tidium Laudemus? Te Deum Laudemus. You know it, Abby. Anybody else? Yeah, in England, though, you have to know Te Deum Laudemus. We praise thee, O God. We acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the heavens that worship thee, the Father everlasting. See, by the time revival comes here, you'll be singing Te Deum Laudamus. <laughs> okay, let us rise and pray. Let us rise and pray. <laughs> God needs committed hearts. You know, not my brother, not my sister, but me, me, committed. You know, take a, 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 an indelible pen, get a white sheet of paper, put it where you can see it in your bedroom. I must make this request at least once a day. At least once a day. At least once a day. Lord, give us a new united kingdom under God. Begin that prayer now. Begin it right away. Ask the Holy Spirit to anoint your lips.
that the words you will speak will be spirit and life. Oh God, anoint my lips that the words I will speak now will be spirit and life. And watch how your personal needs melt away because of the words of Jesus that says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every other thing will be added unto you. Watch how your needs melt away. Amazingly. Watch how greater dimensions of the spirit life is made open to you. Because your primary preoccupation is the kingdom of God. A new united kingdom. Your own Jerusalem. Your own Jerusalem. Say, Lord, this is my Jerusalem. A new united kingdom. This is my Jerusalem. A new united kingdom in the hand of the Lord God Almighty. To become a beacon of light and hope to the world. That nations today can be transformed by the power of God. That heaven can invade the earth to bring about change. Genuine change. Holy Spirit, breathe on me. Breathe on me. I want to partner with you to bring about a new United Kingdom under God. I want to partner with you. In Jesus precious name we pray. Okay, lay your hand on your head. Heavenly Father, look at us. As many as you have touched their hearts, Lord, touch their lips also. That they will speak words that are spirit and life to you. That through their words, heaven will bring out a new nation here. We ask it in Jesus' name. Okay, say with me. Oh, Lord, our God. We stand on the finished work of Calvary. Where Jesus died and rose again. We stand on the love you have for us. Which is the same love you have for Jesus. Lord, we stand to ask for our new united kingdom. Under God, under the authority of the word of God, under the control of the spirit of God. Lord, grant us this request. We stand on the finished work of Calvary and take on every principality, every power, every ruler of darkness of this world every spiritual wickedness in high places positioned over this united kingdom to fight against the kingdom of God in the united kingdom we dislodge them now in the name of Jesus Lord Jesus when the disciples went to preach 
You told them you, you saw Satan fall like lightning. And so, Lord, as we pray, let all these principalities and powers fall like lightning now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, breathe upon your children. Cover us under your wings. We will not die. We will live until we see your purposes established in this united kingdom. Nothing will cut us short to the glory of your name. For in Jesus' name we pray. And all the people said, Amen. Lift up Jesus. He is King of kings. Lift up Jesus. He is Lord of lords. Lift up Jesus. He is King of kings. King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you. And Lord, your word is clear. As we lift the name of your son Jesus up, you will draw men unto you. Uh, Father, we're asking that you draw men unto you as we lift that name up. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Go on, give God a clap offering. Go on. Hallelujah.